Just wait until you see these late model team antics from Kokomo. Plus, Tim McCready topped Jonathan Davenport. And what's up with Terre Haute? Let's go. It's Wednesday, September 21st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The XR Super Series closed out the Kokomo Dirt Nationals last night with the 60-lap finale that paid $40,000 to the winner. Jonathan Davenport sat on the pole, and with the way that team has been so dominant lately, you thought maybe this one was over before it even started. I was curious about Davenport's performances when he starts on the pole, and just to kind of give you some idea of how good he is, I went into the dirttracker.com analytics database to look at his results with Lucas over the past three years. JD has started on the pole of features 17 times since the start of the 2020 season. In those races, he's led 600 laps, earned $264,125 winnings, picked up 13 podiums, and won 10 times. So you're looking at nearly 60% win percentage when he starts on the pole and more than a 76% chance that he'll finish on the podium. That's pretty good, I say. And things were again headed that direction last night, but Tim McCready was able to do something that most of the competition just hasn't been able to accomplish this year, and that was run down JD. The race was only slowed by a single caution, so it's not like McCready was helped by crashes and a bunch of stuff. Uh, As the laps wound down, the 39 was just able to close down on Davenport, and he took the lead with 13 laps to go. Once he got past, Davenport's car must have been going away because even through lap traffic, he wasn't able to stay with McCready. It looked, though, like T-Mac was feeling the pressure regardless of whether uh, Davenport was actually there or not because he made some pretty aggressive moves through that traffic to try and put cars between himself and the 49. At the end, though, it was McCready in victory lane picking up his second XR win of 2022. Davenport was second. Chris Madden went 16th to third. Ricky uh, Thornton Jr. was fourth. And Dennis Erb Jr. completed the top five. The modified portion of the event actually both nights swept by Tyler nicely. There's two more events uh, that remain on the 2022 schedule for the XR Super Series. They head to Las Vegas, November 10th through the 12th for the Duel in the Desert. And then they go down to Florida at the start of December for two nights at Alltech. Later this week, uh, just kind of generally around Super Late Model Racing, uh, kind of focus will shift towards Lucas at Brownstown for the Jackson 100. The Outlaws are at Boyd's uh, in Georgia for a couple of nights as well. There's also big fast track money at Virginia Motor Speedway. Comp Cams is at Boot Hill and several more uh, late model shows around the country. Before we move on, uh, I just have to share a few photos and a tweet with you that were making the rounds last night and a little bit this morning. This uh, is a tweet from Danny White, who's a crew chief over at Rocket Racing. I know we've been talking about the Droop Rule a lot, and the big point of yesterday's show was the racing at Kokomo after XR dropped the Droop Rule measurement. In the last few days, we've seen the Outlaws series director Casey Schumann have a back and forth with XR's Barry Braun on Twitter, and now we have these photos. This is the type of stuff the series are up against when it comes to rules and tech enforcement. And what you're seeing in these photos uh, is absolutely nothing new. Uh, These types of things happen all the time, but you just don't see it that often because, you know, the series aren't going to share these types of things, but this is the stuff that happens. And and this isn't just, you know, late model racing. This happens and this happens in all forms of motorsports all the time. Uh, Just crews trying to get away with literally anything and everything they can. So what you're seeing, the, the deck height gets measured and can't be above a certain point. So these guys are doing crazy stuff to keep the cars down before they go through inspection. They're riding on the back of the car. They're doing everything they can to try to move that deck bar down, including using ratchet straps or other means. And if you read through the Twitter thread, Barry Braun with XR did address these photos, saying some teams were told to make changes 
uh, and that in the future, these antics would not be allowed. But this is the type of crap you get from teams when it comes to rules and anything they can do to try and gain an advantage. Again, nothing new, not surprising here. It's just funny to actually see it out in the public. Uh, don't ever let these teams of drivers try and convince you they are innocent in these situations. The series and tech officials get demonized over these rules, but on the flip side, there's rarely public discussion about the things that go on to try and skirt the rules. Uh, it is a non-stop cat and mouse game. I, I, th I think, frankly, feels pretty exhausting if you're probably on the official side. And I don't want to be beating a dead horse here over the droop rule and stuff, but damn, some of this stuff is really dumb. Anyway, moving on. Uh, if you were paying attention yesterday, there was an interesting announcement from USAC regarding the upcoming September 30th National Sprint Car Race at Terre Haute. In a release from the series, it was revealed that the race is being moved from Terre Haute to Kokomo. The piece says the race is being moved because it is, quote, in the best interests of racers and fans to move the event to Kokomo Speedway rather than cancel the event, unquote. And just so, uh, for some quick background, Terre Haute has new promoters this season in Scott Rock and Bernie Stubgen. And after they did a ton of work to the facility, things haven't gone super well this year. Following the two USAC sprint car races there in May, uh, Rock got on Twitter to express his displeasure with Flow Racing and NOS Energy Drink, accusing the two parties of hurting his attendance and his energy drink sales uh, over the two days of racing. We talked about his comments on this show back on May 24th. And since then, we haven't seen USAC back at Terre Haute because the Indiana Sprint Week show there was rained out. Ronk is quoted in the release from USAC about the event change, so I don't know if this, is, uh, this move is because of his issues with the streaming uh, and one of the series' main sponsors, or if this is a sign of bigger issues between the promoters and the fair board that oversees the facility. The Terre Haute Action Track is part of the Vigo County Fairgrounds there in Indiana. Either way, uh, it has to make you wonder about the future of Terre Haute yet again. Obviously, we had a you know, promoter change before this season. Is this going to mean another promoter change? Uh, we just don't know yet. We'll just kind of have to follow this one, but uh, the move to Kokomo here does make sense as it's already a regular stop for the USAC sprint cars. It's only about two hours away. And Reese O'Connor, who's part of the family that operates Kokomo, was part of the management group at Terre Haute with Bernie and Rock. So a lot of things lining up here to make this happen. So now the USAC sprint cars will go to Gas City tomorrow night, Eldora on Saturday, and then Kokomo next Friday night. That's September 30th. Lawrenceburg follows on October 1st before the series then goes west to close out the year uh, with a bunch of nights between Kokopa and Paris. Uh, around the other dirt racing shows this week uh, on podcast land, Wing Nation has Wayne Johnson and Heath Moyle. Passing Points has Christian Kinnison, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters from Dirt on Dirt, uh, The Dirt Nerds, and Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks. To see the full list of shows and episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcast. Also, if you want some more insight from me, especially kind of around these sprint car championship battles that are coming down the stretch, I hopped on with Blake Anderson yesterday for his Anderson Fort 10 show. Uh, that is over on Flow Racing. Uh, I don't know if it's been released yet, uh, if it hasn't yet this morning, it should be available soon over there on Flow Racing. So a bunch more sprint car talk if that's something you are into. Uh, and there are just a couple of items on the streaming schedule today. Durvision has micros from Millbridge and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. I am leaving here right now to go pick up our new Dirt Tracker hats from Kane Screen Print. So I should hopefully have those posted to shop.dirttracker.com here later this afternoon. And I'll make sure to hit the email list and all the social media channels once those are all kind of available. So stay tuned for that if you want some uh, Dirt Tracker hats. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.